What's up, guys? Welcome to Tech and Stack Podcast, the home of tech-centered conversations. This week, we're tackling the topic of digital well-being and getting into how it looks like for each of us. We're going to talk about social media addiction. Are we fighting a losing battle with social media platforms and online platforms in general, working so hard for our attention, intentionally engineering their apps to be addictive and keep our attention for as long as possible? Lastly, we're going to get into the tools we can use to deduce a more healthier way of interacting with the online world. By the way, we have some really exciting news for gamers towards the end of the episode, so stick around till the end. But for now, Let's unstack. Let's just start with how you are. Like, how are you? How's your week been? Yo, my week has been... Starting the week, I was a bit sick. But, you know, towards the... Now it's Wednesday. I'm feeling a little bit better. So I think I'm going to end the week on a bit of a high note than I... Of a higher note than I started it. Yeah, that's me. I'm good. How are you doing? No, I've had a, a good week. I'm back to a stressful life again. The stressful life that we spoke about in the last episode, which is the life of not taking a, taking care of yourself, not sleeping. I'm back to it now. And <laughs> I, I honestly just don't know what to do with myself. I know. I know. I feel like, you know, when the... Uh, okay when the year started i was so adamant on 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 being you know doing healthy things like sleeping on time waking up on time like getting adequate sleep Mm. but somewhere along the way i just started winging it like i would make sure that by 10 i'm asleep by 5 i'm awake but then now it's just like okay sleep at 2 wake up at 8 like i don't know what's going on so yeah yeah yeah, I definitely life. feel you. I definitely feel you. You know, this week I have been winging, winging it like nobody's business, hey? Today I actually had a really nice nap. You know, one of those naps where you wake up and you're like, <laughs> what year? What year are we in? <laughs> oh my goodness. You're just like, you forgot what are your responsibilities? What? Who are you? You know, I had one of those naps today and I was like, I really really needed that i think i need one of those very soon i've been getting a whole lot of minimal sleep lately because i feel like with me like everything comes at once there's never time where i know that i have this amount of work and the the deadlines are evenly spaced out it's just like a moment of not having anything to do and i'm just chilling and just cruising i'm just sleeping you know i'm chilling and then there's this time where everything Mm. is just coming at me Mm. Today I have a deadline. Tomorrow I have a deadline. Tomorrow I have a submission. You know, this, 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 this. And eh, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't figured out this life thing. And I need to sit down and figure it out. Oh my word, this life thing. <laughs> what about... The, <laughs> let's just maybe figure out this week thing or this month thing. Life. You know. <laughs> but do you want to get into social media highlights of the week? Because from my side, like we always celebrate the spaces. And I feel like that's what we always have as a highlight. So maybe there's something more but it is like what can i say literally like the last space was literally the highlights for me one more thing i think that i'm starting to you know with the introduction of spaces of twitter spaces i'm starting to enjoy the south african tech community on twitter more i'm starting to you know it provides another layer of getting to know people i mean we were laughing about this the other day that you know y'all guys don't sound like your voice your 
your faces. <laughs> like we expect you to sound like something else. And then you sound like something else. And I think it adds another layer of getting to know people, forming solid community. I really love that dynamic that has been provided by the uh, Twitter spaces to the mainly to the South African. Um, let me not just say South African because we've had um, pe- a lot of people from Africa and abroad on these spaces. But it's just provided a more deeper layer of getting to know people. Yeah, that's that's been amazing for me personally. Same, I must say, like, I really have loved getting to know people. Just seeing people in the tech space create content like that and use Twitter spaces has been a highlight for me. I just want to encourage people out there to keep on doing that. Please just keep on showing up in tech. Like, you have no idea how much we need more of that. And yeah, man, it's really lovely to see. It is. It is. It is. I love it. And I just, yeah, I wish it would carry on and we would be able to tackle more topics, tackle more facets in those topics that we usually tackle. And I love it. So speaking about more topics and tackling more topics, I think we can get into this week's episode, which is digital wellness and social media addiction. Look. For me, I don't have a definition of digital wellness and I'll tell you in a moment why I don't have a definition. We're speaking about this growing phenomenon, social media addiction. It's real, it's there. What is your experience, Bali, with digital wellness and social media addiction? I first started using social media. I was in maybe early high school. Like there was nothing else that I knew about social media except the fact that I could get there and talk to people. You know, I was not learned about things that did not have any limitations to uh, the amount of, of social media that I could consume, the amount of screen time that I could have. I did not know that concept. It was just not real to me that you had to maybe keep track of how much time you spend on social media and how much time you spend looking at your phone, not even just on social media. I think for me, my experience with digital well-being is that I was simply not aware that it was a thing that is important. I'm sim- I was simply not aware that it was a thing to begin with. I think it's a thing that I got introduced to as I'm growing and as I get funnily, I Ironically, as I get to like interact with more people online who are more learned, who are more um, knowledgeable on, on the effects, basically just staying on your phone the entire day. What has been your experience? So with me, like I choose to not define digital wellness because I choose I actually chose to not put a technical definition on this podcast because I just feel like when it comes to well-being, everyone should have their own definition of that especially because i work in social media there is no digital wellness okay (laughs) and that's something that you have to create (laughs) for yourself you have to define for yourself in the context of a podcast in the context of actually being a person in the in the tech space who's trying to always create mental health awareness i don't want to define it because i think that's a definition that we should all have on our own but my definition of digital well-being is when i am more connected with myself than i am with the online world right so when i am like in a deep state of self-awareness and i'm using the apps get me to where i achieve my goals so as long as i know who i am what i am and i don't wake up to what the internet is doing 
who is on the internet but i wake up to what's going on with me like am i okay am i good that's what i define as digital wellness because we constantly have to be online there is no off day unless you physically take it off day for me digital wellness is when i'm not aimlessly scrolling on my phone throughout the day but i am actively knowing why why i pick my phone up when i pick it up for me digital wellness is not about tracking how much time i spend on my phone but it is aiming to be in a state where i'm cognizant of why i am on my phone so that's my approach with like how i work with it how i work with it on a personal level how i work with it just so that i can be good but also so i can actually have a good relationship with work okay so let's just go back to the podcast so guys just had some serious technical difficulties I think it's okay, you know, it's okay to accept when it's not your day. And it's absolutely fine. It, it's so, really not. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start with, um, you, were, you were talking about um, you experiencing anxiety, the story of you experiencing anxiety from the things that go on on social media. Yes, yes. So I, I was speaking about the fact that before, You know, I was just going to social media and consuming everything and consuming and consuming without basically awareness, you understand, without knowing that, okay, like when you go on social media, this is how you make yourself, I don't know if this is the right uh, way to put it, but how do you make yourself immune to the things that are going on on social media that are said on social media? I don't know if that's entirely possible, but I think it's impo- it's possible to not be affected by every little thing that goes on on social media that goes against you as a person. And I think as time went on, I did learn that but initially, it was very hard to not take things personally, to not take um, the amount of bigotry, the amount of basically sexism. negative things that people say on social media, the sexism, the racism, the transphobia, the homophobia. It was all affecting me like in a negative light it was really 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 affect it really affected me badly not knowing when to unplug you know there would be times when I would stay on social media and I would like talk to people and I would allow people to bait me into performing like emotional labor engaging in issues that really affected me negatively online that was a very unhealthy way of using social media for me I I experienced um, some pretty hectic things I, I, I started experiencing some anxiety around going to um, social media especially Facebook at the time and and it was um, a little towards the time I started joining Twitter again which was just like a whole like on a different scale compared to uh, Facebook because it felt like people on Twitter just literally don't care you know it feels like people on Twitter just don't care bruh people on Twitter don't care about your feelings like they're not here to (laughs) nurse your feelings they're not here to mother you so it was it was a whole grand scale you know of negative things that are on social media that are affecting me badly so I don't know I don't know how how did you how do you navigate people uh people's negativity online and not let it affect you in that way so for me like i just i don't know i I honestly don't know i think maybe i've never come across something that 
that affects me personally although of course like other people's beliefs definitely contradict what i think is right but i think maybe i just come at things from that from that angle of you know what um different strokes for different folks man like things are wild out there and what i see as wild could be a totally normal thing to someone else so i think i just have never experienced and i actually got into twitter now like not now but like maybe 2016 2017 when i was older so i was never i was never young and on twitter i only started using social media like really uh when i was in matric i think the negative effect that it had on me was like trying to navigate myself you know feeling like wait do i need to change to fit in because that's how i genuinely feel like in in spaces you know i always feel like okay i definitely don't belong here so i think that's the negative effect that social media has had on me where i often feel like i definitely need to adjust myself so that i can be in this room and talk and be welcome and accepted but in terms of um, other people's um, opinions i i look at it as in like you know what (laughs) it's wild it is wild and i just have to stay away from that wilderness but it's wild yeah it is it is and i think i'm most affected by things that are like i at the time i was really most affected by things that are social issues um things that i don't believe can be just dismissed to a a difference of opinion because i think like a difference of opinion is like pizza goes on pineapples you don't think so i think so do you understand but if it's a difference of opinion in quotes that kind of contributes to someone not having like a a, a livelihood in society when it contributes to someone literally dying some thing as 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 um as serious as homophobia as transphobia that is not a difference of opinion and i think that that was what made it hard for me to just brush it off people be let people dismiss that's so the type of thing i couldn't hear you in that in that last uh, sentence but i got that you say you just you just felt like uh, okay let me just brush it off because we think differently and i totally feel the same way like you know right now i'm I'm trying to understand how the hell are you born after 94, right? And you, you still, you homophobic. Mm-hmm. Like, why? You know, I just, I, I honestly, <laughs> yo, dude, that, that thing, it, it, it heats my blood up because, man, because I can see that, okay, Shuguti, you, you chose, you, you're doing it intentionally. You're doing it intentionally. And I just don't understand. The information why. is there. You do not why? want to learn. It's the same thing with um, HIV and AIDS. We grew up learning about HIV and AIDS. People who are older than us, True. They, they can have a reason why they don't understand. But Tina, we grew up learning about HIV and AIDS. We grew up where homosexuality is not... It's like, what's the problem? It's not, there's, not, there's no problem there. Yes, Media is only starting to show it now. But listen, come on, you're 23. There's no reason for you to... Like, there's no reason. There's honestly no reason. But people justify it. People want to... They want to... They want a reason to be homophobic. And that's the thing that just makes me so angry. Because how the fuck... 
can you be so ignorant? I know, I know, I know, I know. And I just think, I think now I'm I'm better able to to handle that. And I know that these are the type of conversations that I want to stay away from. And, you know, it kind of dawned upon me that I can't really, I'm not here to change the world. Like, I, I literally... Like, I'm not here to change people or to make people see things a certain way if they don't want to, you know. Um, in, in situations like these, I just, I, I, I've stopped trying to educate people who do not want to learn. And I do not want to put myself in those situations. So I just like, okay, okay, cool. You're there. Hey. Okay, cool. But and I is, move on. And that is what has, has helped me. There's no way you can change people, really. So um, I want to get into, okay, we've we've tackled um, the bad things that we experience because of social media. I want to get into why we're so addicted to social media and actually how we got to the point of being addicted. Let's actually go into the reason, right? Think about social social media addiction what it is right it's a it's a self-control issue so i identified um that we have two self-control states the state where we are automatically non it's called automatic non-conscious control and this type of behavior arises because of habits and instinctive response that are triggered by external stimuli and internal states the behavior does not require us to be conscious or attentive to do it it's just something we do out of habits and then the other self-control state is deliberate conscious control. This type of behavior is triggered, triggered, triggered by goals, intention, and rules because they are motivated motivated by conscious decision-making. For example, when you have set aside time each day to be on social media. We are addicted to social media more because of a, of a, of a reason, and that reason is a self-control. So self-control happens when the deliberate conscious control state is overpowering the automatic non-conscious control state. Yeah. I think the science behind it says that we fail at controlling ourselves when the automatic non-control state takes over, right? And a good example is when I decide that I will not use my phone when I wake up, but somehow I find myself using my phone each morning. This is when the automatic state the state that is is like i don't need a reason it's just out of habit that's when this state is taking over because i keep on doing it out of habit despite the fact that i've made a decision to not be on my phone but when i wake up and build a habit to immediately get out of bed that behavior that type of behavior is triggered by the conscious self-control state i think we we definitely experience um social media addiction out of habits right it's something that we build over time and we build it because of the reward that we get from social media we've spoken about the negative Mm -hmm. let's speak about the reward that we get on social media so that we can eventually go into identifying um how we can um do better once we've identified that there actually is some good that comes from social media 
And the first thing that I've identified is that social media is an escape. You can literally create your own world, which is just a safe space from your real life. Very true. I think that social media is, there is a lot of positives that come from social media. I mean, like this podcast, it comes from the existence of social media. I would have never met you if there wasn't social media. And, you by the way, we still haven't met. We still don't know each other face. <laughs> ha, that hurts. Yeah, so, yeah. Did you just say you There's don't that. know me? But <laughs> did you just say you don't know me? I'm just, but I don't. <laughs> But um, there is a lot of positive that comes from social media. There is a lot of good that comes out of social media. I, I have people that I call close friends that I've never met in person. Social media makes that possible. Social media makes it possible to curate a world outside of the one that you're in. I've noticed that for most people, for some people, to that ability to curate a world outside of your immediate surroundings can literally be the difference between life and death. Because we've mentioned before, like I've talked about all these social issues that people battle with and everything. And I've noticed how most queer people, people online would say that, you know, at home, I don't feel that sense of acceptance because, you know, homophobia is a real thing. Bigotry is a real thing. But then when I get online and I, and I, and I see that when I get online and I see that um, there's, there's, there's a plethora of people that are like me, a lot of people that are accepting of me, I can, I can, you know, literally find a reason to like carry on because there is like life outside of what I'm experiencing outside of social media, outside of the online world. There is a much more accepting world out there. And I really, really, really love that, that social media can afford people that type of space. Yeah, like, as you're saying, I think, for a lot of people, things wouldn't be what they are right now. Social media opens doors. Social media is some sort of validation. And we're going to speak later on um, what that means. But, you know, social media is a, is a way out for a lot of people. And we really can't ignore that. The other positive from social media is that I can always be in the know and I can contribute to any conversation without being the odd one out so for example i can talk about i can talk about tech you know and i don't have to i don't know i don't even know where i'd go (laughs) i honestly don't even know where i'd go (laughs) if i couldn't if i couldn't talk about tech online like i don't know who i'd ask wait what what would i do you know (laughs) what would i do it really is an escape because people out there don't understand most of the time they, they just don't understand um, especially in a small town not even a small town a small village people don't understand you get to tap into social media where people do understand and that that's that has saved me yeah yeah no i can i can i can relate to that a bit you know what i wanted to talk about i wanted to um touch on your point where you said that social media addiction stems from habits basically i think that's what you said what i want to add is that is the fact that remember when we talked uh, to mabu about uh, algorithmic bias he said something about people that develop these platforms 
platforms, intentionally introducing elements that will make us addicted to uh, their their um, inventions. And I think that if we had to work hard to counter our our habits and to try not be addicted to social media, now we have to work. 10 times as hard because there are people working against us making sure that trying to make sure that we do get addicted to social media so that battle becomes 10 times hard if there's someone working against you trying to get you addicted to social media will we even win so yeah that's that's the thing that we should get into the attention economy social media designed to basically get us addicted that's that's those are the dangers that I wanted to get to when it comes to the technologies. Attention economy refers to the supply and demand of a person's attention, which is the commodity traded on the internet. So basically, are kept online so that your attention can be traded. You are kept online so that you can keep on consuming content. And we speak about this a lot. And I hope by this time, a person who listens to this podcast knows that there is such a thing out there if you don't you can literally listen to all the episodes but yeah social media is designed deliberately to be addictive unfortunately it's designed by people like ourselves (laughs) people who are in tech people who are into tech ux designers basically choose how you're going to experience the app and how you're going to stay on the app and how you're going to keep on using the app so that's why i think I've always come with digital well-being from the point of okay cool how can I how can I protect myself though if there's even such a thing like you said before buddy that it's a bit difficult when everything is working against you to make sure that you're addicted we can curate our social media feeds right curating yes. our social media feeds can bring a one-sided view of the world right and there can be a difference between our reality and what what we see online you can end up asking yourself comparison questions like what is wrong with my life why 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 is it this way you know someone actually posted man sipo says posted that the moment that you like a picture from an instagram baddie instagram just feeds you instagram baddie so imagine if i (laughs) i liked travel pictures right that's all i would see and the moment that you on your explore and you spend a specific amount of time on a specific post the next six or nine posts will be the exact same thing if you spend an amount of time on a travel picture the next 12 pictures will be travel pictures so eventually your feed is going to be one thing it is going to be one-sided and a lot of people do complain about my feed is not me my feed is not my friends i don't see my friends anymore so those th- that's one of the dangers of social media where you find yourself not seeing the things that you would like to see and also your your content is too curated to a point where you only have one view of the world. Yeah, I think the one thing that Twitter does well in that regard is that basically, okay, it it does curate the feed for you because I I know that there's there are people whose content like just jumps up the moment they post. I know that it jumps up my timeline regardless who else has posted. So it does curate the feed. I do get more tech 
content than I do other forms of content. I get content from people like there's people that post a lot of tech content that I get. How do I explain this? They are, their stuff shows up on my timeline, right? But yeah, then yeah. it doesn't curate only tech content from those people. I think for me, I find it to curate people. For me, it curates people more than it curates accounts more than it does content because I don't only get to see content only. I get to see content from people that I follow who usually post tech content, who I usually interact with. So it curates content for me based on the people that I interact with more than the type of stuff that I interact with. I'm not sure if that makes sense. But yeah, I think for me, I feel like they're getting it right in that regard because I follow a lot of people that whose content I would not want to miss even though I, I follow like seven, 8,000 people. I, I know that my people's content just jumps to the top when it comes, you know. So I really love that it curates that content for me in that way that I get to see content from my faves and not necessarily a certain type of content. So it's not going to show me a travel blog from a person that I don't even interact with that much, but it's going to show me basically content from people that I interact with a lot. So I really love that about it. I've put myself off the pressure of always having something to say to everything. Do you understand? So I, I've noticed that some people take it as as disrespectful if you're going to come to my, if you're going to engage my content and I'm not going to engage back. If yeah, you send me laughing emojis, like what is a response to that? <laughs> basically so i <laughs> what what is a response to that literally like i i do engage i do try to engage as much as possible but i've taken myself off the thing of feeling guilty if i don't have anything if i genuinely don't have anything to say but also speaking of content another danger that could come with uh, social media is consuming certain content could change the person that you are without you being aware of it so for example someone who grew up on social media someone who sees people dressed a certain way someone who sees opinions from someone every single day without them realizing it maybe they're gonna adopt those opinions they're gonna adopt those thoughts without ever having formed their own opinion and it's like if you if you just look back and you think why do I believe in the things that I believe in? Mm-hmm. What if you end up finding the True. answer to be it's because of the people that I follow. It's because of the content that I see online. I think doing this, acting in a certain way is the is the right way and that's the only way. That's that that's the thing that is like scares me because it scares me for children mostly because you're 13, you're on Instagram. You're like everything matters to you at that age you know everything matters like people the thing that people say say about you the thing that you see numbers probably matter everything matters and i just can't imagine growing up with that much access to so many opinions 
I, I, I know I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that because people who are most likely my age, they were lucky in the sense that most of us had phones and got into social media when we were like maybe 15, 16, 17, maybe even matric for some of us, grade 12. So I think that we weren't as, as much as like a, a 16, 17 year old is very, very impressionable. A 13 year old region of development is very, it's a is a huge at huge teen. So I think that because we were exposed to social media when we had already like were halfway throughout our puberty. So I think that kind of like um, helped the situation. Also, I'm going to say that I've seen it people, there's a lot of uh, topics that go around and people argue about them and stuff. You see even older people, they basically do not have opinions of their own. So they flip flop with whoever is in or cool at the time. It does happen. Social media really does shape people's opinions where you find Uguti. Other people are even afraid to voice out their opinions because the popular true, opinion true. says this and everyone is following that so if i go left then you know war unto me i feel like that a lot like i feel like that a lot voicing out opinions not having the correct english to even put my thoughts into something but i genuinely want to say something so for example um the tweet that says um oh influencer marketing is saturated the content creation industry is saturated. I disagree <laughs> with that no, it's so not. much. And I'm like, no, it's not. Why do people keep on saying this? Why do we keep on agreeing this with this? It's not. It really isn't. But I'm afraid to voice that out because who am I? Yeah, I really think that it's very important to find your voice online, to be unshaken in it. And also, this is not me saying be unteachable. You can learn quite a lot from social media if you are open to learning. But then scrutinize what you're learning. If you're going to move with the wind if everyone goes left you're going left if everyone goes right you're going right then you're not learning you're assimilating and that's doing nothing for your growth literally it is doing nothing for your growth and that's one of the things that social media comes with yeah i think speaking of scrutinizing um i want us to get into some of the tools that we use to make sure that we're we're able to plug off so the types of tools to help with digital well-being are blocking, self-tracking, and goal advancement. Goal advancement is basically nudging users to focus on the right task. And then another tool is the reward or punishment. So an example is making people say pay, pay money out of their accounts if they spend more than a certain amount of time on social media. So it's reward or punishment, hmm. goal advancement, self-tracking, and blocking. The most uh, popular one, of course, is blocking, where you block a specific website or a specific app from accessing it for a period of, for a period of time. The one that I actually heard of now is the reward or punishment tool, where there is an actual platform that, that exists out there where you will pay if you're on social media for a specific amount of time but it must be a thing of that's home you've said you know and people actually do that people actually use that app would you ever use it no <laughs> hell no you know 
you know what I would use? Um, I think there's an app called a Stash. So what would happen is basically you have like an app like Stash where if you do something, like if you stay over social media a certain amount of time, you're basically supposed to remove money from your account and save it. Do you understand? So it's like the money is not going to someone else. It's just going out of your account into a, a separate account that you can only access after, you know, a certain period of time. So it's actually a reward. Like it's not punishment in, in some type of way, yeah, but it yeah. can it can actually deter you yeah. too. So I would use a, a type of platform like that where don't steal my money. Yes, tell me <laughs> to pay, but stash it away and give it to me sometime in the future. Don't steal my money. That's home. No, no, no. Like you don't they don't steal it you opted into that you said if i use facebook for more than a certain amount of time take out 20 rands from my account there that is an actual hey, thing that exists. Hey, hey. You I, I just know. don't you know where that me. and then that, tw- that is that is a wild one <laughs> would you use it hell no 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 that's no that's too much no that's too much i would definitely not use it like no um the other ways that we can actually help ourselves when it comes to digital well-being is blocking keywords using lists on twitter setting timers scheduling content big advocate for this one and set reasons for social media use and then another fave of mine is turning off notifications so i'm a big advocate for scheduling content if you are a content creator if you you like use social media for um non-recreational purposes and then turn those notifications off you should have turned those notifications off in 2017 but it's all good you can turn them off right now i'm a big advocate of turning off notifications because it's like you know that 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 little voice that keeps saying come yes you know (laughs) like it's 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 just there like you know it's it's kind of it's seductive like come come look at me come open me you know type of vibe what helps me with with social media is i don't know what setting in my phone is this but i i don't i don't get notifications i really don't and it's not something that i went out and set i just don't get notifications from twitter the only app that i get notifications from is um whatsapp now corner i can turn them off if i want to but that's the only app that i get notifications from and that really helps because you know with twitter it's like you post something and then you go out and then if you hear that bleep you are going naganjani you're going to yeah. want to see yeah. what people are saying about what you posted you're going to want to know so just turn off so it is it, it is one of the ways in which apps are de- designed you know that feedback that dopamine that rush of what did people say about it like is it is it doing well what's going on that those are all the things that we just need to avoid you know that constant need for gratification seek other forms of gratification one of them can be running or jogging or exercising but just stay away from being validated by social media in in some form it can be subtle and it can be high key but some way social media is built to kind of validate you and give you that constant feedback and then other ways that we can do the digital well-being thing is where 
we do we do environment design so you design where the apps on your phone are for example the socials cannot be on your home screen because they're easily accessible you design where you place your phone when you're working so you know that you are constantly wanting to be on twitter for example then just don't have your phone in the same room as where you work designing your environments designing your digital environments as well and designing how easily accessible things are you know definitely definitely i i definitely said that i would really 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 love it if everything was on my laptop because i could just turn it off and put it there and it's done like i feel like a phone is everything is too easily accessible it's like right here with you so when everything is on my laptop i feel like i can deal better as of now i use twitter on my laptop except when i have to go to spaces and i'm not sure why spaces is not on on the web yet on the browser yet like they need to jack mass up his socks uh, spaces needs to be available everywhere <laughs> he needs to up his socks i would be really grateful if i'm able to use everything that i want to use on my laptop because i know my laptop i won't keep it on like forever you know i i just turn it off and put it there and i know that the only thing that i maybe have on my phone is my whatsapp in which i don't engage with more than five people apps that we wanted to recommend um (laughs) it's block sites for android but block site has you can trick it you know and then one thing that you definitely cannot trick is focusly for chrome so focusly is like a plug-in where you put in the websites that you don't want to visit whilst you're working whilst you don't want to be on social media and then you set a time and focusly is not hackable you would have to do a whole numbers game if you really really wanted to access the website you would have to do a whole numbers game a whole puzzle which i haven't tried because it just felt like so much work it's it's been working working for me if i really don't want to be on social media i actually delete the apps and use the web version like i don't like the web version on my phone of twitter i like the app version so for sure that means i'm not going to be online that week put up put up the blockers before you actually need to put them up because if you just normalize that type of life where you stay away from your phone work is work work time is work time you use the apps afterwards for recreational purposes you know why you're using them you don't have notifications on you kind of allow the apps to be in your life when when you want them to be in your life you know what i just want to emphasize on is you obviously you can you can get these apps they're going to really help you you can get these these extensions they're going to help you but just try and build the habit of not just aimlessly scrolling about on social media yeah try build the habit we can't rely on technology all the time to combat the issues that are brought about by technology sometimes we just have to try and rely on ourselves and build the habits that are conducive for our well-being for our growth on social media the entire day aimlessly the other thing that i actually tried out was replacing the habits with something positive so I saw that I was on Twitter a lot and I replaced it with reading, but I replaced it with reading on Medium. And that is once again another app. And I saw that, okay, this reading thing is really, really working. I, I, I love it. Like instead of just going on the app, I can just read like a short article or whatnot. 
And then what I did was that I actually tried having a book nearby, which is like so foreign for me, but it's actually working, like replacing the thing that is wrong with something else that's positive. It's really working. Even with going to bed at night, usually I'd watch yeah. a video, but now the thing of reading, replacing the, the YouTube with reading, it's actually working. I don't know for how long though, but yeah, it's working for now. I love that. I think what works for me most times is if I'm going to go on 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 a social media platform and I'm not going there for work purposes, I'm not going there for content creation purposes. I'm just going to Twitter to aimlessly like lay about. I set a timer for myself. I make sure that I'm not just aimlessly on Twitter for like two hours or so. Yeah. But if I'm going to go maybe on a space, something that is educational, something that I really, really want to do, then that has purpose either than just scrolling about and looking at things on the on the on the timeline. I actually really, really try and time myself try stick to that timer so if i go there say now it's seven minutes past nine p.m i'm i know that by half past nine i would have posted what i wanted to post i would have replied to what i want to reply to and i will check again maybe before i sleep by 1 a.m or something and then i sleep yeah that is that is a helpful one as well um yeah dude we've been recording for two hours (laughs) I think um, we definitely just really need to end this episode off. Just to give you guys... We need to wrap up. <laughs> just to, like, we're going to have to cut a whole lot of things out, Shane. But to give you guys some insights, we started recording at, what, half 20 to 7, and now oh. it's 9. Yeah. The amount of problems that we've had the amount of problems oh that we goodness. have but yeah today was just not our day hey dude my goodness like okay day it's okay the 21st of april you can you can have it like you can have it yeah um i want to get ours. into the weekly take gig guys we have something really really exciting for you guys exciting news that are happening so should we start with the the streaming thing yes go code is hosting a 24-hour stream with gamers diseto and ruan on the 23rd of april at 8 a.m go code is a non-profit organization that provides training opportunities for girls interested in software development and all the proceeds from the 24-hour stream will go to go code this one is really exciting for me but we're gonna hear from Diseto and Ruan in a bit because they sent us some news about the whole stream. But what I really love about this is that Diseto is, I've never, I've honestly never seen a gamer who takes gaming this seriously and is um, South African and black and a woman and a wo- and a woman yes oh my god that's of course true dude i've yeah. never seen i've never seen that right and i, I just got so excited for this and she speaks in vernac she's spe- like on her on her twitch i watched the the sev- a few videos she has she speaks some sort of vernac and i realized that i've never seen that like Does she speaks Sipedi. she speaks Setswana, i think maybe she's i think she's from pretoria i think i don't know She's not in Pretoria oh, right okay, now. She works okay. overseas. I, I just got 
excited by the fact that she speaks Vanag. Like it was really exciting for me to hear that someone playing yeah. and playing with their mates and actually speaking Vanag. That was beautiful. But let's hear from uh, Ruan and Tiseto. Hey guys, Daddy Cool here. Uh, I'm the creator of a little device called the Stream Assistant to help streamers get into streaming and help them stream their best, uh, especially startup starting streamers. Um, and to launch or to celebrate the launch of the device, we have partnered with Girl Code South Africa. And we're going to be doing a 24-hour charity stream with all donations going towards um girl code south africa as well as well as i do believe 10 percent of our proceeds as well of sales on the day um so yeah to tell us a bit more about um the, the device it's basically a device that uh, lets you know various events in your stream for especially for people who don't have second screens or you know they need crucial information on their stream there will more info will be released on our twitter account so go follow us on our socials at daddy cool za and girl code south africa and here to tell you more um we've parted as well with one of girl code's alumni um to set so to tell us a bit more about what Girl Code offers. And um, I just want to say I love the idea of what Girl Code, Code is all about because the my skills and development allowed me to make something that I believe the uh, community can love and use. And I think that's a valuable skill to have. So getting more girls into uh, girls and women into coding is very, very important because there's uh, a genuine lack uh, of both interest at a young age and representation um, in the work field at the moment. So I do believe that Girl Code is on the right path of their initiative. And yeah, we're also doing it on the 23rd of April this Friday to the International Women in ICT Day to celebrate all in all together. And yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Tisezo, a Girl Code alumni. I am where I am career-wise due to the influence of Girl Code. Girl Code allows you first-hand opportunities, both local and international. The organization offers coding workshops for girls all ages, furthermore introducing them into the tech space through their partnering companies, allowing most girls to have their first work experience. It is a pleasure of mine to partner up with Girl Code and raising awareness around getting more girl gamers involved in the community through the 24-hour charity stream for Girl Code. The gaming sector, as we all know, is mostly male-dominated. This 24-hour charity stream aims to create a community of girls who want to start gaming, or those just like me who have started gaming and would like to grow more, as well as inspire more girls to join. Thank you. Hope to see you all there. So, yes. Um... So yes, that was Tiseto and Ruan. Do tune in. I really think it's exciting and it would be really, really nice for us to support them, get on there. Definitely. I wish I could play. I really wish I could play. But the only thing that I've ever known in my life is Call of Duty. I suck at it. So <laughs> rather at not least, embarrass myself. At least, at least when now I know Candy Crush, all the <laughs> gaming I've had in my life literally talk to me about gaming i don't know what you're talking about but i'm definitely going to be tuned in uh, i'm excited don't do this <laughs> i'm excited i'm definitely going to be tuned in so maybe i'm going to learn a thing or two about gaming and 
stop playing Candy Crush. Maybe. Hands are you here? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I was just laughing. I've Candy Crush is a game. I've I am a gamer. Yeah, see, I've honestly never been exposed to PC gaming. <laughs> But when I was younger, we, 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 we became, oh my word. Yeah, we used to play games, man. We used to play games and then we just grew up. We just grew up. Gaming, this also needs to come on the podcast and tell us more about gaming because we need to stop playing Candy we Crush. Actually need to, we, actually need to, <laughs> we actually need to settle this out because what even is gaming? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if I'm playing Snake, am I not? No. No, baby girl, no. If I am playing, if I am playing, you know that that game from from the, the TV, that one where you actually put the blocks and if they form a line, it I had music. That's like asking, <laughs> what game is that? You know when your internet is not playing, is not uh going, and Chrome gives you a little game, that dinosaur game to play. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you're actually asking. That is a game. I am a gamer. Hi, but this is serious industry people make money from it and people okay, make a yeah. living out of it like, candy crush is not Fine, okay it's gaming yeah, but, but it's, we need hey. we need to talk about it we need to talk about it we need to talk about what actually is gaming because now i pay i play candy crush and i'm a gamer oh. so don't come at me <laughs> sideways <laughs> okay yeah this is coming to the podcast we're gonna invite us to the podcast <laughs> Other. Definitely we should. I'm excited about that. Yes, yes, yeah. I hope she agrees. <laughs> Linux Foundation is hosting the Linux Foundation Scholarship pr- Program to help aspiring IT professionals with training and certification. Apply at LF underscore training on Twitter before the 30th of April. LF underscore training. I'm pretty sure we've retweeted that, but if not, we're going to retweet it once again. So those are all the tech plugs that we have. This has been a really, really long episode, a long week. I don't know. Do we want to have spaces tomorrow? I mean, of course, we always want to have spaces, but I just think we're not in the correct state, you know? I want to ask you guys. Yeah, we're not. Would you guys be interested in playing trivia, tech trivia on, on, on spaces? If you think it's a totally lame idea, it's okay. It's okay. I know. I know. I know my ideas are, you know, a bit a bit nerdy. It's okay. This is a safe space. We, we want to do that because we also, we really want to make our spaces informative, educational, all that shebang. But once in a while, we need to chill out, connect, and just sit back, okay? Because in the, in the context of speaking about digital well-being, Let's wrap it up now. We need to chill. We need to take a break. Take a break. Sleep. Delete the apps. Sleep. Can't emphasize how much I'm an advocate for sleep, man. This has been a really, a really tough week, you know. A tough week for us. Bali was sick. This Tech and Stick podcast is a safe space. So therefore, you know, if we're not doing good, that's okay as well. We don't need to always be on, right? Definitely no, we don't. We don't need to always be on. So yeah, do tell us what you think about that idea. Uh, do tell us about what you think about other things. Just tell us things, you know. Yeah, Get on Twitter and tell us things. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much, guys, for the people that have given us feedback. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. We love it. We love we you. Do. Send the podcast to your friends. Like, please share the podcast. We're still 
experimenting with the marketing side of how this podcast is going to go so that's why we're not asking you to review and share but one of these days we're going to press the review we're going to ask you to review and share but if you can share the podcast at us at take and stack pod hashtag take and stack pod all day long okay good night guys thank you so much for listening we're here next week follow us subscribe whatever it is that you do do on your podcast app we love you so much thank you for listening thank you bye